welcome to episode 86 of the Animal Addicts podcast and our first episode of season three. On today's episode, Casey shares what drives him nuts from people online, and I give my review of SeaWorld after not having gone for a very long time. We learn about two new South American natives for our picks this week, and about our mostly cute but also a little scary animal of the week. So let's kick off season three. Episode 86 of the Animal Addicts podcast starts right now. episode 86 of the Animal Addicts podcast. It's our first episode of season three. Woohoo! As always, we're your host, Allie. And Casey. And today we're going to talk about a whole new assortment of awesome animals. But before we get into that, uh, Casey, what were you up to while we took our little break? I went on vacation with my family. Okay. We went to Northern California, visited two campgrounds. I know one of them's called Morgan Hill. I don't remember. And apparently... That one's a weird one because it's like in the middle, literally in the middle of a city. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, we we go there because it's nearby a couple other places. Okay. So anyway, went there. I can't remember the name of the first one, but I prefer that campground because there's a big lake there. The one you can't remember the name of? Yes. Oh, I love campgrounds with lakes. Can you actually swim in it? Mm-hmm. Or is oh, <laughs> Casey, find it. I want to go there. Uh, why can't I remember the name? Well, that's your homework is to look that up mm-hmm. and let us know. Yeah, but and apparently there's a resident old bear there called Cinnamon. Oh, we never saw him unfortunately. Is Cinnamon one of the cinnamon colored bears? I don't Did know. You know we never. S- <sighs> I need to know these things. Well, we never got to see him. Did you go swimming in the lake? Yes. Oh, I'm so jealous. We also had like these inflatable ghetto kayaks that my brother got. Inflatable kayaks? Yes, they're inflatable. Kind of, like, they're more like rowboats technically, but okay, I... that makes more sense. Like an inflatable kayak seems weird. There are inflatable kayaks though. That's strange. Just like those paddle boards, they're inflatable too. Most of the ones you'll see are inflatable. What? That's yeah. weird. I assume they're basically a surfboard that's bigger. Yeah, they look like <laughs> it, but yeah, a lot of them are inflatable. That's weird. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, but, so you went to these campgrounds. Yes. And I'm trying to remember all that we did. Oh, I finally we went there. We went to um, Santa Cruz, and that was where the, my family went last year um, and saw all the sea otters. Oh. And back then it was just all full of sea otters. This year, not so much. <laughs> it was very barren, and it was good. 30 maybe even an hour um before we finally got to see some is this the same time of year they went last year yeah approximately oh okay they just heard you were coming and they were like nope casey doesn't get to see us yeah and so we stuck around there for a bit i was looking around seeing if there were sharks but i never saw any unfortunately sad times yeah i saw some moon jellies though that's cool yep in the water or washed up yeah. on the beach? Okay. In the water. <laughs> like the only jellies I've ever seen have been washed yeah. up on the beach. I also found a shoe just floating in the water. Okay. <laughs> oh, and that's the funny thing I forgot to mention. When we went in, we, you have to go in this little buoy stand where because it, you get off like um, the pier there and then head out. And there's a sea lion that stays there a lot of the time. So they always have to shoo him off whenever people go- oh, rent dear. stuff. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. And it's funny because when we got back, he didn't want to get off. 
Uh, and so they were like, normally they just drop like a life vest and some stuff, and he just goes. This time, nope. And they were dropping paddles and even a whole boat. Oh my <laughs> god! He finally just decided to go. He's like, no, this is my space. Yeah. I'm curious, what kind of shoe was it? I, I don't know, a Nike or something. Oh, some kind of tennis shoe. Not like a sandal. Okay. Yeah. No, not a sandal. And I never found the other pair. So there you go. Yeah. And uh, so we went off one direction um, to go see the sea otters and along that way underneath the pier which you're not allowed to go under mm-hmm. was a bunch of sea lions all swimming around Aww. and just relaxing there is this a guided thing no it's self-guided we were oh. i think we rented for two hours maybe three um and then we went the other direction to go like near the limit of where you're allowed to go and we saw some more sea otters there those ones though at one point, those were more curious and started following us. Aww. I was like, nope, pick up speed. We're not having another incident of them coming into our kayak. <laughs> it's just adorable chaos, though. Yes, they're very cute, but also don't want to get near them in you, case. You don't want to get bit? No. <laughs> you don't just assume they're going to bite you. Maybe they won't bite you. Maybe they're just yep. curious and they just want to hang out and be like, what is this? And then they're going to steal your shit. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, please do not pollute the ocean. Thank yep. you. Come back. Yeah. So that was really fun. And I'm trying to remember what else we did down there. My brother did a lot of fishing. Okay. Because I don't know I don't know what the appeal is of fishing. <laughs> well, did he actually eat it? No. He didn't catch Jack. Oh, he didn't actually eat it or catch it. Nope. He caught nothing. And he was complaining about catching nothing. But there were a lot of dragonflies there. That's cool. Yes. And then at the other one, like I said, we mainly were at that one because it was in close proximity to, like, towns and stuff that we went going through the shops and stuff. And on the last day, we went to Monterey. Yes. I'm and, jealous. Yes, it was a lot of fun. Um, I got to go into see the new exhibit, which was a lot of fun. The one with the isopod? Yes. Okay. I got to touch the isopod. <gasps> was it so exciting? Yes. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, I didn't get to see much of like the giant Japanese spider crabs because they were in the dark corner most of the time. But I did get video of like the elephant fish and they're they move around weird. They're moving around kind of like bat rays, but of course they're more closer. They're more like a shark. Interesting. I want to go back up to Monterey. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Got to see the sea otters. I didn't. I saw part of the feeding, but not really because we were down on the lower portion and didn't want to go up because it was so crowded. Oh, okay. Yeah. Also, I have sometimes difficulty perceiving glass, so when we first went up to the top level to see otters, I hit the glass. <laughs> so just donk. Oh, there's... Because <laughs> I thought it was further out. Wow. Was it very clean glass or you're just not paying attention? It was attention? clean. It was very clean glass. Okay. <laughs> I know I got forever ago when we went to the Aquarium of the Pacific. I get a headache from just, like, looking because that distortion mm-hmm. that, like, the water and the glass do. I mean, yeah. I had a massive headache by the end of the day. I was like, oh, yeah. I can't do this. Good yeah. to know. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's yep. exciting. And I got to see the sea angels. They're so tiny. <gasps> I want to see it. Yeah. I want to see all the things. I took pic- try to take pictures of those. I was not very good, but I got video. How Little. big are they? Like this big? Little, little tiny. Oh, they're so cute. Yes. I know there I got video of, they have one of the jellyfish that changes colors. Those are mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Anyway. I took a lot of videos of the jellies, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty cool place. Yes. But too far away. 
Yeah, that one's a little far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like LA, we can do. That's a day. That's a day trip. But uh, further than that, that's more. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right. So yeah. that was your vacation. Yes. How long was this vacation? Um, I'm trying to remember. I think about a week. Initially, it was supposed to be longer, but there were events that happened in my life. <laughs> Okay. Oh, dear. Tragic offense. Oh, no, that sucks. All right. Well, great. That's a nice segue. <laughs> anyway, um, I guess going to your, your vacation taking about a week and me going to places in the same week. Ha! There's my segue. So I had let my park pass lapse because they weren't giving me a discount to renew at my level, which was so stupid. Yeah, my mom was complaining about the same yeah, thing. Yeah, it's so dumb. So I was like, well, then I'm not going to renew it until I'm, like, actually going to go, like, the next day. So my one friend who actually it was really fine. She'd never been, but then so then we planned it and we planned like a month out. We're like, okay, on this day we'll go to the animal park. And then I think a week before her mother in law was like, Let's go to the animal park. So her mother in law beat me to taking her to the animal park for the first mm-hmm. time ever. But anyway, so we go and we check out the animal park. We saw the new lionesses. So they're very cute. I love them. They have it like blocked off though, like right against the window. So I don't know if they're trying to, like, like let the them... Like, the blindfolds are up? Or... Like, the blindfolds aren't up, but they have, like, stanchions, essentially. It's, like, uh, roped off, like, four feet back from the window. So maybe mm-hmm. they're letting them get, like, acclimated or something. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, because that is, like, the cool thing with the lions is getting up close, and you see their foot, and it's bigger than your hand, and that big old face. I mean, you can still see it, but you're not, like, yeah. right next to it. Anyway, um, so they were cool. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything amazing. It wasn't, like, super... Like, everyone wasn't out and doing stuff that day. There was a rhino who was rolling in the mud, though, so that's mm. always cute. And then, um, I think, like, what else? We, we did most of the stuff. I, like, never go over the gorillas. Because the path I take, I go up. Like, I go in, and then I go up to, like, the tigers and condor ridge, and then I come down, and then I go, like, down by the elephants, and then go do all the hard... We're going to still call it Heart of Africa. <laughs> and then, um... What and if I, we're, like, completely wrong and was never even called that in the first no, place? No, it 100% was. I was very much a sentient being. I need photographic evidence When now. it was called the Heart of Africa. <laughs> anyway, and then I told that to somebody who worked there one day. I'm like, oh, that's a good name. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it literally used to be its name. Anyway, so then I would come up. But usually, because I go in the afternoon, usually by the time I come up, and then I would hit the gorillas on the way out, they're already asleep. Like, they're <laughs> in their bedroom. So I'm like, well, all right, cool. Anyway, that was a long-winded story to basically say the gorillas also did not really want to be seen. One was sleeping, and one was like, nope, and went down in the little, like, ditch thing down there. I was like, okay. But now at least she had been there before, so it wasn't this, like, we need to see everything. And they had another event going on, so I couldn't show her the murder birds, cassowary, or the tree kangaroo, which I have not seen as of late anyway. Yeah. Um, I think it's because it's their male now, because the female, uh, Polly, went over to the Bronx Zoo, oh. and she was the one I always saw out. Yeah, I'm really sad, because I miss seeing that. Yeah. And then we went in with the kangaroos, and they weren't super active. Obviously, they usually aren't. Mm-hmm. Although, we saw all the tigers. Really? Yeah. They weren't, like, up and doing stuff, but we saw them. <laughs> <laughs> They're being cats, you know. They do what they do. Um, but anyway, and then we discovered... She started teaching me um, animal names in Spanish, but I meant to go properly with, like, a notebook and write everything. I'd be like, what are all of these? I want to know all of these. So, anyway, I've already forgotten the, like, five that she told me. Um, El Leon. That's the easiest one. Um, uh, tigre. Tigre. <laughs> that's the, actually that's the easiest one. But anyway, and then like rhinoceros was like s- 
similar but not and i was i was messing it up anyway moving on um but then so we discuss who our favorite animals are and i'm a basic bitch and mine's a tiger also that's my lunar new year sign so heck yeah Mm -hmm. and then her favorite animal is a chicken (laughs) definitely the only person i've met whose favorite animal is a chicken so anyway fascinating that reminds me of something because like over here in the states like we are like obsessed with like cat videos going viral and stuff yeah because like they're Hello, a common yes. pet in most of our lives and they're adorable yes but then there's like i think it's ghana is ghana or uganda i know that for sure and apparently their equivalent to that is chickens interesting mm-hmm. there's like just a ton of viral videos of them with chickens i'm curious to see what these chickens are getting up to I don't imagine that chickens are knocking things off of, yeah. like, counters and stuff. I mean, chickens are cool. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, anyway, it was just, it was an odd choice. I was yeah. like, I've never heard anyone whose favorite animal is a chicken. The chicken ranchers is. <laughs> to make money. <laughs> Doesn't mean that they like them. They probably like. They're funny. I always imagine, I just, like, want to put pants on them for some reason. I just think it'd look funny. Why? But there is a type of chicken that looks like it has pants, kind of. I don't know. Anyway. And then she was saying that about the secretary bird. She's like, oh, it looks like it has pants on. <laughs> Never thought about that. Kind of does. Kind of does. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, I was sad. It was not attacking a butterfly that day. So I was like, oh, I wish you could see this mm-hmm. entertainment. But anyway, so um, yeah. But that was, so we went to the animal park. And then it just so happened that my other friend was free. And she came down and we went. So I was like, well, the zoo has a new explorers thing. Like, let's go there. And then we, because we had gone back um <laughs> I think I've said this before, but we did uh, Comic-Con 2015, 2016, 2015. And we, like, did all the outside stuff. We didn't have badges to get in. We did all the outside stuff. Because back then, outside stuff was really freaking cool. It was real cool back then. Like, 2015, 2016. I don't think 2017. I think 2017 is where it started going downhill. But anyway, so we had, like, done it. And we were down there the whole weekend. And then we were, like, we were ready to do stuff Sunday. But Sunday was, like wrapping up nothing's happening outside anymore so unless you have badges going like there's nothing to do mm-hmm. so because parking's a nightmare we had parked at the zoo and then taken like an uber to get to downtown so then we get a taxi to go back to the car to like leave or do whatever <laughs> we're like driving over and it's like what do we do now and i'm like i don't know i mean i guess we could go to the zoo <laughs> and this taxi mm-hmm. driver's probably like you're, i'm literally driving you to the zoo what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and then she's like, how much does that cost? I'm like, you're with me, it's free. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, and then we went to the zoo, and we had, like, our nerd HQ garb, and the, you know that, like, it's not a saber-toothed tiger, but whatever that tiger-like thing is over by the, it's an elephant, honestly, kind of by the sloth. It's over by the elephants. Tiger-like thing? Yeah, it's a statue. Oh, the American lion. Sure, that, okay. It yeah, the look statue, like it has stripes. it's the American lion. It definitely has stripes. Yeah, yeah okay. it okay. has stri- weird anyway that mm-hmm. thing so we're going over there and <laughs> we're trying to get on top of it because we're children apparently and we can't get on top of this you're thing too short yeah <laughs> and then this small child gets up on it and we're just like oh my gosh we can't do oh it and we struggled and we eventually got on it but it was a struggle so anyway so this trip i was like we should go to the zoo and we should try to get on it again and it was it was too busy with children and a dad and we're almost like maybe we should ask the dad to give us a boost <laughs> Anyway. You know what upsets me is that they got rid of the Dadgett's Eagle statue. Where is that usually? It was off by the magpie. By the secretary bird. Oh, oh, that's the one that, yeah, that's the one that you're sitting on. Mm-hmm. 
That's a bummer. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, one of my friends used to take one every t a picture of it every time he went. And no, last time he went, it's like, it's no longer here. That's annoying. Yeah. I feel yeah. like we should complain to them. Like, bring that back. That can't be that expensive. Put that back. Um. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that was going on. And the elephants there were out and stuff. So anyway, so we did that. I took her to the Explorers thing. Could not find the axolotl for forever. And then we, like, got trapped in the children's area. And I'm like, I don't know how to get out. <laughs> I'm like, what is the exit here? And then we were trying to, like, go up, and I was going to go up the stairs, but all the kids are coming down the stairs, and I'm like, this is insane. Anyway, so it was crazy. We did the bus tour, but also it was a day where I didn't need my pass because there was no line for the bus. It was actually a really good day to go to the zoo. Mm -hmm. It was the middle of the week, and it was, like, dead. But it's summer, so I would expect it to always be crazy. Yeah. No, anyway. But, yeah, so I did the animal park and the zoo in the same week, which was unintentional, but there you go. <laughs> Go team. Also, because pizza is the only thing I feel safe eating. That's <laughs> not. That's not. That's like American what? food. Okay. Like I breaded that stuff. So I'm like I'm too sense. afraid. I'm too afraid of breaded mm. stuff. I'm like I'm not. I haven't even honestly since I've been on the drugs. I haven't even tried it. I could try it now, but I'm just afraid. So pizza like usually is does okay. So I got the pizza because I know they had pizza. I've always seen the sign for it. I've never gotten it there before. I always saw the sign for it. So we go get the pizza. This is probably the best theme park theme park pizza i've ever had in my life where was this at the zoo or the zoo so, okay no it was yeah. real good yeah i like their pizza what the heck uh me and my sister were upset when, because Sabretooth grill used to have the pizza there and now they don't have it there that's what i thought because when we went over there i was like oh i think they have because she she also <laughs> we're in the, this is my friend too we both had covid and now we both have issues so we suspect it might be a mm. maybe a long haul COVID thing because we never had issues before. Anyway, um, and another one of her coworkers also now has issues. Anyways, um, but I was like, but she can eat a little bit more than I can. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, well, let's go. I'm like, well, I have to have pizza because that's the only thing I trust. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And then you can get like whatever <laughs> is there. And that's what I thought at the Sabretooth Grill. I thought they'd have it, but yeah. I didn't see it. So. Yeah, they used to. It was, They went to like kind of Asian themed restaurant and then to a Mexican grill. Why would they need Asian? That's the one down below. I don't know. That's but that, stupid. It, it was very shortly lived. But then it went over a Mexican grill. I have no clue what it is now. Well, Mexican would make sense because it's yeah. supposed to be like America. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you go to the zoo, the pizza is great. And Don't get at the safari park. It's way overpriced. No, it's not good at the at the animal park mm -hmm. anyway. All right. Well, so those are our adventures. Exciting times, both involving animals. That's really about all I've done. Other than that, I've just been at home, like, working on other stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I really haven't done much. I haven't gone many places. Also, COVID is insane again, and everyone's getting it. And monkeypox. Yeah, that too. I haven't even looked into that. I'm like, also, I don't qualify for a booster apparently for my second booster yeah i've heard that we won't be eligible till like november oh okay well for those under 50 yeah because i have to bring my grandma to get hers and mm -hmm. then i was like oh i'll schedule nine nope <laughs> not allowed yeah anyway so all right well let's get into what we want to talk about today oh dear i have great with people online and that's why i'm talking about both creators and the audience Okay. I'm going to start with the audience first. Okay. And this is not an animal-related topic. It's just been driving me nuts for so long. Oh, wow. Okay. Because if you're on TikTok, you know what I'm talking about, probably. I refuse to join TikTok, so I did not know what you're talking about. It's about the pink sauce. Okay, I've heard of this sort of. Okay. I don't know anything about it. I've just heard pink sauce. So, backstory for Allie, those that don't know. Okay. This creator on TikTok, she made this pink sauce that she uses as dipping sauce and 
she decided to market online and start selling it to people. Okay. So, people were getting it, and um, so how she was packaging it is not proper. It was like wrapped in a bag, paper bags, more so or less, and so a lot of them got busted in shipping. That's a minor thing compared to what other people are talking about. But what people have really been talking about is like saying that it's a health hazard and she's going to get sued and it's, and it's driving me nuts because pe these people don't know what they're talking about because um, one of the most uh, obvious things is the nutrition label because it says it's 444 servings in a bottle <laughs> which is not if you do the math it's not possible because it's about the size of a ketchup bottle Okay. If and it's serving size is about a tablespoon that would equal to about 22 cups. <laughs> Which are clearly not in the bottle. No. And there was problems with the labeling. Some things are misspelled. Um, like vinegar isn't spelled Is she right. just like printing this off herself? Yes, because uh, a lot of small manufacturers, they usually use some kind of website in order to manufacture oh, okay. this. Because it's expensive to get a consultant to produce these for Okay, you. yeah. So... That I can see as honest mistake, and that would happen with small batch manufacturers and people like that. Um, but people are blowing it out of proportion because saying that she's going to get sued because she doesn't have FDA approval. And there's even a video of her saying, what do you mean FDA approval? I don't sell medical frogs. And people were attacking her for that, saying she doesn't know what the FDA stands for. <laughs> but she is completely correct. FDA does stand for Food Drug Administration. But the FDA does not approve food products. It approves ingredients, so she would only need FDA approval if she was introducing a food ingredient that had never been used before, which <laughs> she is not doing. And it's one thing people keep saying that is driving me nuts. Another thing people are saying is um, because it has milk in it, it needs to be refrigerated during shipping, or else it's going to get spoiled, and that's how people are getting sick, because there's been claims of people getting sick. I'm pretty sure some of those people are faking it, because there was even a person that faked dying from it on TikTok. <laughs> so, um, but there's plenty of food products that are made with milk and eggs that you don't need to refrigerate until you open it, such as mayo and ranch. Yeah. And you don't need to refrigerate those while shipping. So that's another point that's just completely bunk. Um... And people are saying stuff about regulations that they're completely wrong about, saying that she needs to have an FP working in an FDA registered kitchen or has to be prepared in a sterile environment. Neither of those things are true. Technically, when you're a food manufacturer, you're supposed to be working with a registered facility, but the FDA makes exceptions with um, small companies and direct-to-customer um, retailers. I don't necessarily agree with that because there's something else that I would argue is bigger news, but nobody's really talking about, is that Daily Harvest is probably a better regarded um, direct-to-consumer retailer. They have had, with one of their products, they have had over 200 reports of serious illness and over 90 instances of hospitalization. Oh my god! So they had a recall of their product, and they're claiming that it was a taro flower um, that was causing people to get sick and either way don't buy Daily Harvest right now and the FDA is even investigating that and they are now considering getting rid of these exemptions for small manufacturers. Oh snap. Yeah. 
I I honestly am shocked that that's even that is able to happen. The reasoning for it is um just to take a financial burden off of small businesses. Okay, that makes sense. I think that could be better done by having voucher uh voucher programs. Yeah, probably. Yeah. (laughs) Oh dear. So anyway, there there's still legitimate problems, but people are blowing things out of proportion and just bashing her on things that are not correct. So that's one thing that's been griping me really much lately. Now, the other thing that is related is people online that do like nature uh, posts and stuff on social media. Yeah. And they should not be. Mm -hmm. Because recently there was one who has a big following on Instagram and YouTube. And he made this post suggesting that he found a Bigfoot skull and acting like it was big conspiracy save this before the government takes it down all stuff that and making claims about he's going to be taking it across borders and committing what would be smuggling <laughs> and if people that actually have biology degrees looked at his video and it was complete scam and everything but people were taking him actually seriously and it dri- drives me nuts because this person does not have a biology degree and there it drives me nuts because there's so many people online that actually do have degrees actually work in this field and have so little fun because if you are attractive and have the charisma they will rather follow you like charismatic animals yeah. well that was something too i saw on an ad for tiktok mm-hmm. which why does tiktok even need ads but whatever anyway um also apparently i'm assuming instagram is turning into tiktok i am not happy with the new instagram oh, yeah. and a lot of people <laughs> piss about it and like i am not a fan yeah there i've seen post people like Instagram, quit behind me, TikTok, stop it with these reels and stuff. Just give me my phone. It's so annoying. I'm like, can you stop? I'm very annoyed with it. Anyway, but um, but yeah, there was like an ad for TikTok and it was like, I learned it on TikTok. I'm like, there's no vetting that these people know anything of what they're talking about. I know. So you're saying that like, oh, this 30 second video where this person with zero degree, zero, how do you know that they know what they're talking about? Mm-hmm. And there's people out there like all the time like giving out animal information and stuff and I'm like, Okay, maybe, but like even if you look things up online, there's conflicting reports everywhere. Mm-hmm. Let's so, how fast does a cheetah run? Give me a solid answer because so many reputable sites cannot fucking agree. <laughs> Some of them it's up to seventy five. Usually it's sixty. Yeah. I'm like, all right, well somewhere up to this amount. So you always the weights vary. <laughs> you go place to place. So I'm like, so how do you how do you mm-hmm. know? How do you you just trust that this person knows these things? Yeah. No. See, here, we might make mistakes, but we go look our shit up, and we go look our shit up on very reputable sites and usually cross-reference. Yeah. It's anyway. a pain sometimes. Yes, it is. It's annoying. When I'm trying to do trivia and stuff, I'm like, I don't know that that's actually true, mm-hmm. so I can't use this. There is one person on TikTok. Um, I think he needs to provide more context in some of the things he does, but he does actually do his research, and that's why I follow him. But there's people, things will say, which technically is correct, but there should be context. Like one of the ones... I've seen recently was about sea otters um, and about them assaulting juvenile seals. He wasn't providing correct context because he kept saying baby seals, but no, they were assaulting juveniles, so they were older. Mm -hmm. And this was just three males back in the early 2000s. (laughs) So it's not a proven thing. Well, well, it's not a. It was observed a couple times over a few years, but it's a very small amount. And there was also instances of sea otters mating with females they had accidentally killed while trying to mate with them because otter mating is brutal. 
Oh, God. Females actually will get scarring on their <gasps> faces a lot because males will try to bite them, hold them down while they mate. I'm assuming in the water? Yes. Oh, Jesus. And sometimes the female will die, and there were two instances over two years of males still mating with the corpse. Like the same time? Like yeah. she had just died, and they just mm -hmm. kept going and didn't notice. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. So that's one thing he was saying, but did not mention this was proportion of one out of a thousand sea otters that would do this if you go by the math mm -hmm. oh yeah oh dear mm -hmm. but we're we as consumers are also to blame for that one too because we don't go after the follow the educational people we follow the charismatic people and the pretty ones <laughs> they lead us astray i'm curious but i haven't actually looked at anything she says and i don't remember her name of course who i the name i remember is emmanuel <laughs> you haven't seen emmanuel emmanuel the emu Oh my gosh, Emmanuel! I love Emmanuel! <laughs> so I don't know how accurate her stuff is that she's talking about, because I've only come to know it yeah. from Emmanuel getting into trouble constantly. I love the one of like, don't do it. You know what? You know what? Do it. Do it. <laughs> do it yeah. Did that fill everything for you? Uh, oh my goodness. It cracks I love, me up. I've seen those videos. <laughs> he has another email. I can't remember her name, though, now. It escapes me. <laughs> anyway it's amazing mm -hmm. all right so casey is annoyed with people mm -hmm. so i went i have not been there since high school it was my really? my senior prom was technically the last time i went there i didn't really go there we just had prom there which doesn't really count and then i went when i was a small child before the manatee exhibit opened which now doesn't exist anymore apparently wait so you never saw the manatees no Oh, you got gift. literally the day before the exhibit opened. Oh, we but JJ was there, I think. So. Yeah. Anyway, so I went to SeaWorld while we were off. I was like, I have time. I'm gonna go. Jealous. I'm gonna. I've been. I've been choosing not to go mostly because moral issues. But that it's I kind disagree of with a Ron. tough. No, I don't disagree with it at all. Um, it's, <laughs> it's tough though because it's not black and white because they also. I'll get into that. But like they also do a lot of rescue work, so on that side they're good. But on most of their stuff, they pretty much suck. So anyway. I so disagree I went with to that. SeaWorld. Nope. Absolutely. Yep. So I went to SeaWorld. I do. This is my entire review of SeaWorld. <laughs> so I went there and I was like, okay, I'm kind of excited to go. It'll be great. So basically, my overall feeling of SeaWorld is that they are trying to be an aquarium and trying to be a theme park and failing at both. So the rides look kind of cool. I didn't get to go on them because, like, it was just hot and, like, also there's direct sunlight everywhere. There's very few places to get out of the sun. And it was just a lot. Also, these are the smaller things. Their food prices are Disney prices, and you are not fucking Disney quality. Get yeah, your shit I will agree with that. <laughs> Get your shit in gear. <laughs> it was like $5 for a soda. I'm like, what are you doing? At least at the animal park or the zoo, I know that money is going to the actual animals. Here, it's going to maintaining that fucking roller coaster. Maybe it's going to an animal, but it's probably going to that fucking roller you coaster. You do know they have a conservation fund that money goes to. I don't care. I just, I don't like, I don't like more things. So it's like with the San Diego Zoo with the new Explorer's Habitat. The thing I don't like about it is that say the quaddy whoever right are over there surrounded by screaming children all the time <laughs> that is what sea world is like all these animals are surrounded by people having a great time on a roller coaster i love roller coasters but you got people screaming around you like the noise pollution has got to be awful for most of these animals you've got your your um japanese spider crabs okay they're direct sunlight going at them they shouldn't be exposed to direct sunlight that's crazy i don't remember having direct they are it's it. like this little cover I mean, it's not beating down them, but, like, it's this tiny little cover, but then it's just, like, they're open to, like, the world. 
And I'm like, that's a lot of light for an animal like that. I'm trying to, because I've seen that exhibit. I don't know what it's you're really talking about small. now. It's really small. It makes me think of like, no, Flintstones. <laughs> like everything feels like the Flintstones there for me. Also, just the quality is just bad. Mm. Another, okay, so I guess I should go from like walk-in, right? So walk-in and I'm like, oh, the touch pools. That's fun. They're right there. Downside. Okay, so there is a sign eventually that does say, please wash your hands. So I've just slathered on sunscreen, hand sanitizer, all that stuff, right? None of this is good for animals. So then there's some like, please wash your hands at a conveniently located hand washing facility. Zero signs pointing to the conveniently located hand washing facility, which are behind the thing. And the kids are going to be like, oh, yay, run, boom, touch my hand in there that's filled with sunscreen, touching the poor little animals. I'm like, that's fucking up their water. So that's terrible. I'm like, so you're not responsible there. And then you have people eventually saying like, oh, hey, please wash your too fucking late. Your hand's already in the water. You got little kids going after it. And they're pretty on it about like, hey, don't be rough with them and stuff. Mm. And I'm like down with the touch pools. I think it's great. But like you got to have some sort of control on that. Like put the hand washing station right in front. People will see it and be like, oh, I should do that. Like at the zoo or at the animal park before you go in with the, we don't even touch the, <laughs> you don't even touch the koalas, koalas, the kangaroos, but you still wash your hands before you go in. And when it was the lemurs and you go in, you wash your hands. Like, yeah. so like right there, problem the first, <laughs> that was problem first. The Japanese spider crabs, problem the second. <laughs> I still have no clue what you No, yeah. If you go back there, there, I was like, these are like deep sea animals. What the fuck are they like exposed to the sunlight? I'm like, this is crazy. Okay. So let's go to the biggest thing of SeaWorld, right? Why they got in trouble in the first place. So we go to the orcas. So here's here's the so here's the ethical issue with zoos and aquariums to begin with, right? So people who hate them entirely think they should just be out in the world free, living their life, and yada, yada, yada. Okay, great. But educational standpoint, people care more about an animal that they see in person. If I see a tiger in person, I'm like, that's really cool. I want to help protect them. If I see him on a video, I'm like, eh, that looks cool. <laughs> Whatever. Also... All of this, going in there not loving SeaWorld but hoping I can like it. <laughs> you see a freaking whale, I'm like instantly crying. It's like whale watching and I'm just like instantly, not like bawling, but just like instantly emotional just seeing this giant animal. I'm like, oh my god, you're beautiful. I love you. Even though I kind of hate you. Um, oh yeah, you don't like orcas. <laughs> I don't like orcas. But I was like, oh, but you're beautiful and amazing. Okay, so the biggest orca, I forget its name. It's Fluke, it's a little door, not whatever the one. Flukes, those are the back ones, right? Yeah. Curved in. The other one's curved over. I remember my free willy days. That's not a sign of happiness. <laughs> also, that's a giant fucking whale. That is not a pool big enough. It is different to have lions who sleep 20 hours a day in an enclosure that's not giant, which should be pretty big. My personal opinion is the animals should be able to get up to their full speed and slow down <laughs> in their enclosure. There's a orcas travel thousands and thousands of miles. They travel so much. They swim around the ocean. They jump around. They have a great time. You're in a pool. You are in a small pool. That is unacceptable. Yeah, but you have to remember it's also because they need to travel that much. Yeah, but... To forage because food density is not much in the ocean. That's why they travel so much. But they still enjoy socializing. They enjoy swimming around. They enjoy <laughs> murdering things. They enjoy doing all of these things that they can't do. Also, the pools have nothing that look... It's like a pool. It's like, go in your swimming pool in the backyard. Like, it's not, nothing is looking, like, natural. I do, me and my sister were talking about this. They did, they used to have rock work in there mm -hmm. that all of a sudden they decide to get rid of. I don't, to this day, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't, that doesn't look good. So it looks like this very fake thing. That whale cannot be happy. 
just how they got in trouble in the first place. <laughs> and then they talk about this. They do their show, which I will say, like, the graphics of the show, like, that was good. Their education is completely on, like, hunting techniques. And for that, like, some of that's cool, right? So then you see, and then they do, like, the whales that will slap the fish. So they, like, slap their tail on the water. So, like, that kind of thing, great. Right, 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 right. But it's very... Um, also, I'm just like, are you going to ask for a child to volunteer so you can show how they hunt seals? Mm. Anyway, um, but it's very, it's a circus is really what it is. Because they literally have people with those little, I can only say you see it in a circus. <laughs> it's like a box with the $10 cotton candy inside it. And then like you call and they come in like, it's like the peanut gallery thing. And like, do they do, I've never been to an actual baseball game. I can't imagine they actually do this at baseball games. But old tell me baseball games. My sister, I think. No, wait, they don't do that at baseball games anymore, I think. Yeah, but old-timey they did, right? They have a little box, and it's like suspenders, and then you bring in their mm-hmm. stuff. They literally have this mm-hmm. at the at the Shamu, well, it's not the Shamu show anymore, but the mm-hmm. Orca show and at the Dolphin show, and I'm just like, oh, my God, this is a circus. It's very clearly more for human entertainment than for education, even when you look at, like, what they're trying to educate you on. So, yes, now they're talking about behaviors of the Orca, which is great, and their different hunting techniques and stuff. And, like, oh, they'll breach so they can get a look at things and i'm like i don't trust half the shit you're telling me first of all right i've now. seen it their information is very much accurate okay well good but anyway um so they're doing that but still it's very entertainment for our sake and then the education their education is basically so like what you can do to help which is what you should be doing in this situation right you're like this look at this cool animal this is what you can do to help it so recycle that's it. That's basically all they say everywhere throughout the park. So recycle, pick up your trash and recycle. Literally all they say. The zoo and the animal park gives you way more specific stuff. Like I went to the new show at the zoo. And they talk about specific coffee to get so that you're not having to cut down rainforests and stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, so much more information. Recycle and pick up your trash. Literally all I heard the entire day at every place I was. This is not focused on education. You are here to entertain. Which I do believe behind the scenes, people do give a shit and are actually helping animals. Yeah. But this is not okay. So, and then the dolphins, like, the dolphins at least seem to be having a little more fun with it. I'm like, yeah, they seem like they're social and they're having a good time. But again, like, go see a dolphin in the wild. They just want to swim with the boats and jump around and swim around. And, like, they gather in ginormous groups. Like, they're just, it cannot be a great living situation. Mm-hmm. If you go over to the dolphins where, like, their little home is, that just looks depressing. The sea lions look depressing. <laughs> Most exhibits suck. Okay, I complained about the signage at the zoo. Can nothing compared to the shitty signage at SeaWorld. I'm like, okay, so this is my animal I'm supposed to be learning about. What am I even looking at? I see no sign about what I am looking at or anything about this animal. So I will say, the shark exhibit, probably one of the better ones. I remember that from being little. That is cool. And those sharks look decently happy. It looks like a nice exhibit. Looks like they have room sort of signage again not really learning anything they do have somebody telling you about them sort of but like very limited information so i'm like as an education standpoint this is pretty much a fail <laughs> like you're this is like a d everything else is an f and this one's like a d and then the arctic section that's cool because that's more in depth and it's more like you know information about them and more educational i don't think it's the best enclosures but at least it looks more natural and they look a little happier <laughs> so that one's okay so it's like the arctic and the shark exhibit for me i was like okay if every exhibit here was like this, I wouldn't feel this way. That is one thing I will agree with you on is me and my sister were complaining about this that we'd like them to see more updates on some of the old enclosures because I do understand it's a bit more complicated with aquariums just because you have to go through certain permits that you don't have to with 
traditional zoos, but <laughs> uh, yeah, we have been talking about me, my mom, and my sisters. Like, I know why they're doing it because that they're not doing updatings on the enclosures, but rather focusing on rides. And I know the big contributor to that is the fact they are part of an entertainment company, and so they do need to make a profit. Right, but that's what yeah. I don't agree with. They yeah. shouldn't be an entertainment company. Then yeah. you shouldn't have animals. <laughs> like, you need to be... So, like, if you're talking, like, an aquarium, even the Aquarium of the Pacific is way better than mm. SeaWorld. So, there's that. So, I will say those two exhibits are good, but most exhibits are just shit. I, they, there's literally no signage. I'm like, what am I even looking at? This animal does not look happy. And this is a terrible exhibit, and it just looks old. Like, it'd be like they need new paint. Their, like, souvenirs are not as good. Their souvenir shop is not as good. I've already discussed the prices. <laughs> and, like, the roller coasters look fun. Oh, that looks fun. And I get why people with little kids would go. But, again, I don't think it's in the best interest of the animals. If they were more educational and they were telling you more about what to do and what you can do to help situations, then I would feel a little better about it. But to me, it comes across very much as our primary goal is entertainment. This is, like, a 50s style. And the penguins? Just depressing. Are you talking about the crowding? All of it. I mean, like, it's just, they're like, well, it's their winter when it's our summer. I'm like, so do you flip that at some point in the yeah. year? Okay. It goes all dark part of the year. Then when the season changes, oops. Just don't get crazy. I talk with my hands. Okay. <laughs> and then the other time of the year, they okay, turn the lights good. on. Okay, good. So at least they do that. Either way, it was still creepy AF. Like, I just felt dirty most of the day. Not the entire day, but most of the day I felt dirty. And there is, like, this weird, like, 50s voiceover thing. I'm like, I don't even know what you're saying. But this is, like, creepy. Like, it makes me think of Loki. Like, when it's that oppressive, like, 70s bureaucracy, like, bleh, That's what it felt like to me. It was just Wait, where, so was this gross. in the penguins? In or? the penguins. There's like some audio going while you're oh, on the little people mover. There is um, little videos on the upper deck, and there's yeah. a audio talking about the animals. The audio was creepy. I couldn't understand what it was saying, but I was like, this just, the whole atmosphere, I'm just massive creeper vibes. Like, I can't do it. It's, I don't like it. Maybe it's better when it's like, I mean, that's fine if it's dark, because that's what they're used to, but they mm -hmm. are very crowded too there, which I mean, they do like. Crowd, yeah, crowd that's together. Because remember with flamingos, yeah. how they had that big enclosure yeah, yeah, over at the yeah. zoo? It's the same basic concept. And then, of course, do... they have multiple species of penguin all next to mm -hmm. each other. And I'm like, I'm sure some of you meet up in real life, but mm -hmm. I don't feel like all of you do. Anyway, so overall, and then like there's the what used to be the Clyde and Seymour show, which is basically still the Clyde and Seymour <laughs> show. They've just changed a little bit, which is very much for entertainment purposes, which like. I mean, they don't look unhappy, but also, again, I'm like, this is very much, like, for entertainment. And then they have all, the, like, the special greetings and stuff where you can swim with a dolphin and you can, like, meet the orcas mm -hmm. and stuff. And I'm like, I just feel like, I mean, obviously you can bribe them with food, but I feel like they mostly probably don't like this. Like, I would not want to be forced to have to interact with people. Well, and they're, they're not forced. They can go off whenever they want to. I did the beluga encounter. Yeah. One of the belugas, uh, she decided, eh, I'm done. I go off. <laughs> and... They let her. <laughs> so it's just, I don't know. I'm just, I did not like it. It's because it is tough because it's like they do do good things as well. But overall, I was like, this is very clearly your purpose here is to entertain people. And it feels very dirty to me versus now, if like, again, like I said, if all the exhibits were like the shark exhibit, if they were all like the Arctic exhibit where it is more educational, then I'm like, okay, now I feel like you're actually trying to educate because that is the flip side. Like if we're going to take animals out of the wild, 
why are we doing it? It's to educate. And then also their enclosure has to be reasonable mm. so they're not miserable. And I do not feel like SeaWorld does a good job with that mm. at all. I think those whales absolutely, they're sh they shouldn't be in captivity. They're just too big. They're too big. You can't confine a whale like that. It's crazy. They don't even have the whole pool most of the time. Most of the time they're just in the back pool. Like they don't look happy. They don't look happy at all. So I'm against it. Also, just quality wise, <laughs> I mean, it, there's no comparison. The zoo and the park are so much better. Like just co pure quality. They're honestly their merch is better. Their food is a little bit about not honestly. The food's not even as expensive as SeaWorld. <laughs> The food's still pretty expensive at the zoo and the park. But, like, again, that money is going to a better place than at SeaWorld. And I'm just, like, I, I'm having to spend. And also, there was no place where I could just get a drink. You could only get a drink at one of the places that serves food. Like, there was no, like, just stand. And I'm, like, well, I just want, it's a really hot day. And I just want to get something cold. And now i got to go stand in this freaking long line. I'm not getting food because I brought my Jersey Mike's with me. Hey. <laughs> and then I had I had one slice of pizza because again pizza that's what I can eat so I had one slice of pizza because I'm like I'm paying for this so I'm gonna be here like all day and I was like I want to go on the roller coasters but like I'm dying in the sun and I'm kind of done so anyway and then I wanted to I was like oh maybe I'll see about like getting a season pass and then I can come back and see if mm -hmm. like the penguin thing changes or whatever and then it was ridiculous to upgrade to a season pass I was like really? again like y'all are crazy yeah, because I thought it would be like he would pay the difference from what you paid. Oh, okay. But now you basically are buying a season pass at a full price, period. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. Y'all are not worth this. You are charging Disney prices, and you are not Disney quality. Anyway, so. I've always seen them as having some of the cheaper passes. They used to. I think they did. Used to. I mean, also, if we look at, like, the zoo, it's gotten real expensive. Yeah. World yeah, again, I, I haven't had a pass for there in two years. To SeaWorld? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty expensive. It's over 100 bucks. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> keep in mind, I'm comparing to, like, the upper passes of the zoo that are, like, 200 400 dollars Well, first of all, the upper passes are not 200 because I'm, like, a mid-level and I'm 400 But, yeah, so... um. Well, keep in mind, I count mine as upper passes because I get the free ticket. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I can't get the resident one, so. Oh, that's right. You're not a C. Oh, you can't do the museums either. That no. sucks. That sucks, dude. Anyway, so I forgot. I did make notes on this, so I just want to make sure I'm not leaving anything out. Um, I did say the visuals of the Orca Encounter, pretty. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, it just made me think of a circus, which I was not okay, and the whale was not happy. One thing I did find very entertaining, so I was like, whoever's doing their tech, because whoever did sound design this, I find it entertaining. I don't remember the name of the song. I should have looked that up. I don't even remember the artist. But it's definitely from my time. From my, like, high school years, I think. High school, middle school years. The Dark Ages. Shut up. <laughs> they were not the Dark Ages. I didn't have to pay bills back then. It was great. Um, oh, God. How's the song go? It's like... When all your hope is gone, move along, move along, like I always move along. Anyway, it's playing as the exit moving <laughs> music for... That show and it cracked me up because it's telling you to move along. <laughs> and it's like, move along, move along, and move along. <laughs> I was like, this is fucking hilarious. I'm very entertained. Has nothing to do with animals or anything. I, I should have looked that up. I'm going to have to go look up that song and see what that is. But I was cracking up as we're like in this sea of people. I was like, oh my God, this is hilarious. Um, I didn't also like the turtle thing. The signage there was terrible. Once again, I'm like, who am because, I looking at? Is it at? because of the electronic thing? Or. 
the electronic thing. No, because they're so. Oh, they do top. it, but they're up top. Okay, if you're a two-year-old, well, two-year-olds aren't reading anyway. But like, okay, so an eight-year-old, they're not gonna be like, oh, it's up there. Like, if I see a turtle, I wanna be like, mm-hmm. oh, what is this? Okay, cool, great, that's what I'm looking at. And I'm like, where are they? Oh, it's up there. Why? Also terrible. Again, you have someone talking, but if they're you're not catching them, I'm like, which turtle is this? I don't know who I'm looking at. So poor signage, that was just everywhere. Uh, Maybe it's just because so I'm used to it. I don't have issues. Yeah, no, it's terrible. And just be able, if you walk in, you should just be able to like, oh, if like if you're looking for something, I'm gonna look to the side. I'm gonna look like mid-level side. I'm like, okay, nope, okay, great. You have nothing useless. Shark hair is good. I said yeah. Um, <laughs> although I guess my note was, but it doesn't look fun for them. And the stingrays are okay. Anyway, but again, did you go to the lower stingray aquarium. I did. Yeah, I tried. Nobody wanted to swim close enough to be touched. Oh really? I really wanted to touch like a tarfish, but they didn't want to swim close enough. So I'm like, that's that's on you. You you live your life. You do your thing. Um, that's up to you. You should not have to be touched. <laughs> I wouldn't want to either. So anyway, so basically, if you're coming to San Diego and you have limited time, skip SeaWorld. And honestly, just go on a whale watching tour. <laughs> You're going to see dolphins, pretty much guaranteed. And you might see a whale and uh, cooler. Cooler. And or go to, like, honestly, even probably, I'll have to update you when we go, but probably even going to, like, Birch would be better than going to SeaWorld. Because if you're going to go to a roller coaster place, go to Magic Mountain. Hands down the best one. Yeah, but Disney's too expensive. I said Disney. I said Magic Mountain, and it is not too expensive. It is just oh, out wait. in the boonies. <laughs> it was just, uh, it is a trip. I heard M for some reason. I was thinking Matterhorn. <laughs> no, Matterhorn is the painful ride. We always, we what? always, we always do it, and we always regret it. Oh, uh, it hurts. <laughs> it just hurts. It was a painful ride. Anyway, um, no, Magic Mountain, hands down, they've got the best coasters for sure. It's not even a competition. They're the best. I honestly can't remember the last. Time. Yeah, it's pretty out there. That's the downside. But like, yeah, go there. Anyway, not a fan of SeaWorld, um, but again, you can't just be like, oh, SeaWorld's evil, because SeaWorld does do a lot of good stuff. Yep. I just wish we could give them money for that only, and they shouldn't be allowed to exist in an entertainment <laughs> Like, I will give you money to rescue animals. You should not exist. And their conservation. Yeah, that's fine. I'll give you money for that. You shouldn't be able to exist. Like, be a theme park then. Be an aquatic-themed theme park, and don't have actual animals. There you go. Me, my, because they um, have the free tickets for veterans every year. Yeah. But my, because we went on vacation, we missed the opportunity we were supposed to buy our, get ours. Oh, not yeah. Not buy. Um, and I was upset because um, around the, the 20th is International um, Shark Awareness Day. Yeah. And um, during that week, um, they were doing shark feedings at their shark encounter. Hmm. I've seen that once before when I went for an inside looks, yeah. and it was fun. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, overall, just too, for me, I was like, it was just very cheap. Like, mm-hmm. the buildings were just cheap. I was like, this is just yeah. not good quality in general. Like, even if it had nothing to do with the animals, I'd be like, this is, like, a low-class, like, whatever. <laughs> so, the little play area for the kids looked fun. I didn't go in it, obviously, but, like, <laughs> but you don't need to be mm-hmm. SeaWorld for that. Anyway, I remember that area. Me, one of my friends was upset because that one ride has always broken down, and now they don't even bother to try to fix it. It's this slow-moving kid ride that goes above. You don't, you don't see it anymore. Okay, I will say I did actually ride one ride. I forgot. I forget what it was Mm -hmm. called, but it was very fun because I love little kiddie rides. Like Mm -hmm. Dumbo is one of my favorite rides at Disney. I also love the scariest coasters imaginable, but I also love very simple things. Mm -hmm. Um, I forgot what it was called, but it was really fun. It was over by the um. I think it was kind of by the turtles. Anyway, it was very simple, but I was having a blast on it. But all the other lines were too long. 
I think it was by the turtles. I obviously don't know the area that well. Yep. That is one thing I will say. There were plenty of places to like get away from people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so one tiny perk was there are plenty of places where you could get away and not be surrounded by people all the time. But not worth the other stuff. Anyway, let's get into actual animals. <laughs> now actual that we animal. have bitched about things enough. Well, there were animals there, but like animals with actual information. How we're going to actually give you some education. Give you education? That's not a term. Um, we're actually going to provide you with information on these animals, unlike SeaWorld. <laughs> they do. It's just bad placement. Bad placement and not enough information. It's like, this is this animal's name. Okay. Where does it come from? What's its status? Tell me something about it. Cool. Anywho. Okay. So, oh, it was my choice this time. Yes, That's right. it was. So, I wanted to do this animal. <laughs> so, I basically created a category for an animal once again. Um, and, of course, it's because they're pretty. So, the category is favorite South American snake. And, Casey, what did you choose? Went with the South American Bushmaster. Honestly, that sounds terrifying. Why? Tell us about it. It just sounds like they're going to eat you. Maybe that's just because South America is where anacondas are and they, like, could eat you if you were small. All right. So their scientific name is Lachesis muta. The Bushmaster is native to tropical rainforests and lower montane forests east of the Andes in northern South American countries. Okay. Like Brazil, Bolivia, Colombia, and Guyana. Their lifespan ranges from 12 to 18 years, but some have been known to live into their 20s and even a few rare cases into their 30s. Wow. The South American Bushmaster is both the largest viper and venomous snake in um, the Americas, as well as being the third longest venomous snake in the world. Ugh. Did you say how big they were already? Did I miss it? Am I crazy? I haven't said it yet. Oh, okay. Okay. Many individuals get over two meters long, with some getting up to three and a half meters, and weigh up to five kilograms. Unacceptable. That is like almost mm-hmm. King Cobra status. I don't yeah. like it. It's too long. Too long. Too big. Just like all snakes, they are predators. They feed mainly on small mammals like rodents and rabbits and will occasionally eat small birds. A little fun fact, the Bushmaster's generic name, Lachesis, is a reference to one of the three fates from Greek mythology. And Lachesis assigned a person's lifespan and the generic name serves as a tribute to how the Bushmaster could do the same using its bite. Wow. Okay, I mean, that person was having fun. I appreciate it. The species epithet muta, which translates to mute, uh, is a reference to how the species looks somewhat similar to a rattlesnake. And like rattlesnakes, they will shake their tails, but they don't have a rattle. So it is mute. So their scientific name roughly translates to silent fate. I, okay, that's really cool. That might be my... Not the name itself, but the translation is probably, like, one of my favorite scientific names now. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes me think, though, do they... But it probably works if they're doing it, like, on leaves and stuff. Because mm-hmm. I've seen a gopher snake do it. Yeah. We've had gopher snakes be like, nope. And my cat's like, what's up with that? And I'm like, you clever little snake. Mm-hmm. Anyway, continue on. Yes. The Bushmasters are unique amongst the New World Vipers in that they are the only oviparous species the female can lay up to 20 eggs, and they are among the few snake species that provide parental care. After she lays her eggs, she will curl around them and protect them from predators until they hatch. That's so cute. <laughs> I love it when snakes are cute. <laughs> they're always cute. They're not always cute. Yes, they are. In the water, they're not cute. The Bushmaster is in the subfamily Crotalini, which are commonly referred to as the pit vipers. 
There are currently four recognized species of Bushmaster and two of the South American species, the Black-Headed and Central American Bushmasters, were once thought to be subspecies of the South American Bushmaster. And it turns out that this species was the first to diverge from the others around 6.5 to 18 million years ago, possibly resulting from the formation of the Andes. They get this name because they ha the name pit viper because they have a deep pit located between the eye and the nostril in an area known as the L'Oreal area. So these pits are known as L'Oreal pits. <laughs> these pits are the opening to a pair of sense very sensitive organs that detect body heat of its prey. The ability to detect infrared actually evolved independently in two separate groups. One of course is the pit vipers and the other infrared system evolved in the group comprising the boas and the pythons. Okay. Yep. The uh, pit vipers though are more developed because they have an extra membrane that creates a better detection of a heat gradient than do the boas and pythons do. Hmm, okay. One thing the Bushmaster has garnered a reputation for is its venomous bite. However, Bushmaster bites are actually pretty rare as they are a non-aggressive species and are naturally shy. And they spend a lot of their time hiding in fallen trees and burrows. The Bushmaster's venom also is not particularly lethal. The LD50, which stands for Median Lethal Dose, <laughs> which is the dose needed to kill half of what's called a cohort of cohort. <laughs> what is a cohort? It's like a group in a study. Oh, okay. In this case, rodents that they inject with the venom. Uh, okay, that's weird, though, because you're saying it has to kill half a cohort, but mm -hmm. a cohort could be any group if it's going to be rodents or, like, if it's humans. The standard is rodents. Okay. Meaning mice. Because it's guessing. a value based from milligram per kilogram. Okay. Yeah. That's some messed up science. Are they just having them, like, inject all these mice just to see if they die? Yes, they That's do it with several chemicals. Terrible. And um, for a, the subspecies, the Atlantic um, South American Bushmaster, it has a score of 1.5 milligrams per kilograms when injected intravenously, and six milligrams per kilogram when subcutaneously, so beneath the skin. For comparison, its North American cousin, the Mojave Rattler, has an LD50 of 0 0.23 milligrams per kilogram when injected subcutaneously. Okay, sorry. Refresh those numbers for me. I'm just still disgusted by this happening, <laughs> so I'm very distracted. Okay, so when it's a subcutaneous shot, yeah. they found the lethal dose is six milligrams per kilogram, with the Bushmaster. Okay, six milligrams per kilogram. Yes. Okay. For the Mojave Rattler, it is 0.23 milligrams per kilogram. Oh, so significantly. Yes. Okay. Isn't who? I don't remember who's the most venomous rattler. Is it Mojave or is it the Eastern Diamondback? No, it's not Eastern Diamondback. It's the Mojave. It is Mojave. Oh, great. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> so, North America, you're pretty good. Then turn to South America, we got problems. Okay, continue on. Yep. Where the Bushmaster's venom becomes a concern is that it can inject a large dose of venom in a single bite and can, can deliver 200 to 411 milligrams of venom in one bite. That sounds like a lot. Mm -hmm. I need to just have measuring cups <laughs> and rulers in here all the time. When you talk about this, I can be like this. Yep. Mm. 
This species does provide a good example of what people traditionally think of when they imagine venomous snakes because vipers have hinged front um, oriented fangs that inject similar to like a hypodermic needle. And uh, incidents of envenomation can result in symptoms such as local pain, hemorrhaging, edema, and myonecrosis, which is the destruction of muscle cells. Cool, great. Yeah. Some of the components of its venom include metalloproteases and serine proteases. And basically what these proteins do is break up the uh, extracellular matrix, which is the components that hold your cells together. Oh. It breaks that down, and that's why your it turns black. And it kind of looks like it's like gangrene and what happens when you get frostbite. Gross. Yeah. It's not pretty. <laughs> the South American Bushmaster is currently listed as least concerned by the IUCN Red List. Currently, most significant threat to the species is human encroachment, as when it is encountered by humans, it is often killed but across its range, it is not facing major threats for the species. So currently, it is of low conservation concern and doesn't have any specific management plans in place, but is found in some protected areas. Okay. I did look at a picture of them, and they are pretty. It very much makes sense that, mm. like, they would blend in with leaves. They look very much like they would be, like, leaf cover. Mm. Cover. Whatever. Words. Okay. Well, I chose this category to do this snake, and this snake is much more pleasant. Okay. Also, it is beautiful. I will say yours is pretty, though. Yours is pretty pretty. Mine is gorgeous. I chose the emerald tree boa because they're so pretty and I love them. Okay. Their scientific name. I'm going to say their last name. That's not what it is. Their scientific name is Coralus caninus. Caninus? Yep. Caninus. Coralus caninus. I like that. It kind of goes with the Sagittarius serpentarius, which, of course, I had to tell my poor friend about because, you know, things. Anyway. All right. So. This species is found in the northeastern region of South America, spanning across multiple countries, including Venezuela, Guyana, Suriname. I don't know why I rolled that R. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> French Guiana and northeastern mm-hmm. Brazil. They typically are found in lowland rainforests. Uh, they are 1.22 to 1.83 meters long. I didn't know they were that long, actually. I thought they were smaller than that. Interesting. Okay, that's, that's not a meter, but anyway. <laughs> um, they are known to live into their 20s in captivity, though um, they likely have a shorter lifespan in the wild. They are obligate carnivores, just as all snake species are. As their name would suggest, they are an arboreal species, so their prey consists of animals like arboreal rodents, possums, lizards, and bats. And it has also been suggested that they may hunt birds as well. Ooh, snazzy. Mm. They locate their prey in the dark amongst dense foliage with the help of heat receptors around the scale around the mouth known as labial pits. You just said this. Did I say that right? No, I did not say labial pits. Okay, great. I said laurel pits. They have labial pits. Okay, they're different. Okay, just (laughs) kidding. But these different pits, this is ridiculous. Okay, labial pits, which allow it to detect the heat signature given off by its prey. They also have a great sense of smell using their tongue to pick up the smell of its prey that are then delivered to the vomeronasal, something like that, organ on top of its mouth, allowing it to track where the prey is. The emerald tree boa gets its common name from the fact that it is an arboreal species and its green coloration. But the young boas are born red or orange and turn a green color when they are between 4 and 12 months in age. Oh, that's cool. And yes, 
You heard me right when I said born, because just like nearly all other boa species, the emerald tree boa is ovoviviparous, with the eggs hatching inside her body, and then she gives birth to about 10 to 12 offspring. I want to see them. They just sound so cute. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, the young average around 30 centimeters in length. Oh, centimeters. I was like, oh, that's really long. Um, and weigh about 43 grams at birth. They spend the majority of their time in the trees, usually coiled up. They're so cute. Uh, the picture I have doesn't show them all coiled like I'm used to, but ugh, anyway. Um, they show them all coiled up into an ellipsoidal coil. Yeah. Is that what we would consider that? Okay. It's sure. called ellipsoidal. There you go. Coil on the tree branch with its head position in the center to remain hidden during the day. They're so cute. I just love the way they coil up in this tree. It's so adorable. Anyway, and they're so pretty. The emerald tree boa is nocturnal, so they become much more active at night and will extend their head down waiting for prey to get within striking distance. Many of its arboreal prey species are nimble and quick or even fly, so it is difficult to hold onto them. Due to this, the emerald tree boa has longer teeth than its terrestrial relative, and these teeth curve backwards and prevent the prey from escaping. There are actually two types of emerald tree boa. One is the northern emerald tree boa, which is found around Suriname and Guyana, which has a more light, or a more light, I can't say, more lime green color, tends to be smaller and leaner, and has a broken white line on its back with larger scales on its head. This also happens to be the one most often found in captivity. The other is the Amazon Basin Emerald Green Boa, which has a darker green color and an unbroken dorsal stripe and smaller head scales, as well as being larger in overall size, with some individuals reaching lengths of two meters. The Emerald Tree Boa is currently listed as least concerned by the IUCN Red List. It is also listed under Appendix 2 of CITES. Appendix 2. I don't know why I said appendix. <laughs> it's also listed under Appendix 2 of CITES. The biggest threat facing the species is collection for the pet trade. CITES found that between 2012 and 2013, there were over 2,300 snakes exported from Guyana and 300 to 500 exported annually out of Suriname. And there is not legal trade from Brazil for the species. There is no legal trade, I assume, from Brazil for the species. They also don't make great pet snakes due to their arboreal lifestyle, requiring special caging requirements and tend to have a bad attitude when you try to pick them up and can leave a nasty bite. Another potential concern is loss of habitat, but it is not considered as serious of a threat because in large parts of its range, there is currently little pressure on its habitat. Oh my gosh, that's like the first animal that has applied in that way, I feel like. Anyway, they're very beautiful. And I just love the way they lay. They're so cute. I just wanted to do it on my arm. I was gonna walk around and have a little, just, just hang yeah, it. Or like on like your that. shoulder. I'm just chilling your shoulder. I'm like, what's up, baby? Anyway, or even better if it's on your head. And there's a little head sticker. <laughs> anyway, they're so cute. Yes, I made a category for them. That's what you get. So, our favorite South American snakes are the South American Bushmaster and the Emerald Tree Boa. Woohoo! And that brings us to our animal of the week. I'm excited for it. And our animal of the week this week is... The giant river otter. The giant river otter, which sounds cute, but is also terrifying. So tell us about them, Casey. Yes. So these guys are in the otter carnivora, and they are a member of the Mastelidae family. And their scientific name is Teronura brasiliensis. Okay. The species is actually only found in three river systems in South America. The Amazon, the Orinoco, and the La Pata. Okay, then. 
These river systems span across 10 countries in South America, including Bolivia, Brazil, Colombia, and Ecuador. But the species was spotted last year in Argentina, where it was assumed extinct uh, because it was last spotted there back in the 80s. They prefer living in slow-moving rivers, especially when they are in close proximity to wetland habitats like marshes and swamps. They also tend to live in areas with high banks and near thick vegetation. And they live wild. They tend to live from 10 to 12 years. And in captivity, they have a lifespan of up to 17 years. The giant river otter is the largest member of the Mustelidae family. They can measure from 1.5 to 1.8 meters long. And they weigh 22 to 32 kilograms. Like other otter species, they are carnivorous, and their diet consists mostly of fish. They also have a voracious appetite and eat up to 4.5 kilograms of fish each day. Due to their tropical, tropical climate they live in, the giant river otter actually has the shortest fur of all otter species. The fur tends to be chocolate brown, but on their throat and chin there is some white markings that are unique to each individual and are used for visual identification. Their fur is also waterproof, so their skin always remains dry even while swimming. This species also has scent glands located at the base of its tail, which produce a strong pungent smell like its cousins, the skunk. Oh, wow. This is actually a trait shared amongst all the mustelids. It's just been specialized in skunks. The rivers these otters often live in can become um, incredibly murky due to stirring of the sediment on the bottom and to deal with this the river otter has very long whiskers that are full of nerves that allow it to navigate underwater and detect the water movement made by the fish that they hunt Interesting. another adaptation they have for life in the water is they have noses and ears that close when they go under automatically they are also a highly social species and live in groups up to 10 individuals these otters are among the few mammals that are monogamous, and these social groups consist of a monogamous pair and their offspring, and usually contain several generations of otters. The subadults in these groups will act as babysitters taking care of the pups, while the others go out and hunt for prey. The group will also spend a lot of their time grooming one another, playing and hunting as a group. These family units will live in an established territory, which they mark the boundaries with their feces, urine, and secretions from their anal glands. They also communicate verbally and are one of the most vocal otter species and have been known to make up to nine different kinds of vocalizations. The group will dig burrows on the riverbank above the flood line and have small tunnels that will lead them down into the river. The adults will defend their territory and burrows from other otters and against predators that may come after their pups. The pups are actually not innate swimmers, so they must be taught how to swim by their parents when they are a few months old. The giant river otter is one of the top predators in their native habitat, so the adults don't have any natural predators. They have similar diets to jaguars and black caimans, so they often compete with them for resources, and they have been known to occasionally hunt small caiman and anacondas. That's why they're terrifying. Yes. Part of why they're terrifying. <laughs> and the other part? Just, it's just, they're so big, and what they attack, and I'm just like, well, you can mess some stuff up, man. You're not a cute little otter. Like, you're gonna, like, I just feel like they're gonna, like, mess you up. If they're gonna, they're gonna fight you. 
The giant river otter is currently listed as endangered by the IUCN Red List. Listed under, they are listed under Appendix Two One of CITES. The population is currently in decline. Uh, one of the major threats to them is loss of habitat. This includes the construction of hydroelectric dams, which remove river space for the otters, as well as impact fish populations that the otters rely on. There is also a considerable amount of pollution in some of the rivers, which includes mercury coming from the gold mining industry. There's also overfishing in their habitat, and they are occasionally hunted for the fur trade. The species is difficult to manage because it has such a large range and requires a lot of cooperation of several organizations to help out the otters and other species. People have been building fish corridors that connect fish in fragmented populations to help sustain a healthy prey population for various species. Some organizations like San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance are monitoring the mercury levels in the soil and fish in the rivers the otters inhabit as well as using giant otter hair samples and determining the effects that it may have but may the mercury may have impacting their health and behavior. Okay. So, I feel like you could lose a small dog to that. Yeah, they probably wouldn't do that recklessly. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to get injured. A lot of dogs could be taken, but anyway, they're just, they're just really big. You just see this little thing that's cute in your mind and then you just like make it bigger and it's like, that's mm. not quite as cute. I mean, same thing. If you took a chicken, took her favorite animal chicken and you made it really big, well, you have a dinosaur, but still like you make it really big, well, that'd be terrifying. I know that's what I'm saying. You'll have a dinosaur, but like if you take mm. a little chicken and then you make a giant, that's going to be scary. Anyway, so there we go. Um, so, hey, Casey. Yes, Abby. What is the Mustelids' favorite Alanis Morissette song? What? I don't know. I'm disappointed. You ought to know. <laughs> Horrible. I love it. Woohoo. That's great. Also, speaking of songs, I did look that up, and that was the All American Rejects. It is called Move Along. There you go. Mm-hmm. Entertainment. All right. So it is time for a challenge, and it is Casey's turn. First challenge of the season. Yes. There's a timer coming. You're not doing this to me. Yes, I am. I literally almost said this to you. <laughs> I almost said this to you, and I was like, no, because we can't hear it. Oh, that... It's weird. It's going to be said. No, I didn't look at it, so we're, it's going to be a disaster. It's going to be so bad. No, this is child's play to me. <laughs> no, I'm going to get, like, three countries. I'm not kidding. It's going to oh be so God. bad. It's going to be so bad. I should have done that. I should have done that, because at least I would have looked at it. Oh, good Lord. Oh, no. This is so, going to yeah, be so bad. So, yeah, I have bad. a blank map oh, of South no. America. I hope you're going to have trivia while I'm doing this. I'm going to be, I'm just going to be talking. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm just going to be talking to the audience. I will have some trivia afterward about some of the countries. Oh, God. It's going to be so bad. I do have a pen. Do you have a pencil? I have a pen. Okay. Oh, man. It's going to be so bad. I got to make room. I will give you five minutes. And during that time, I will just talk about whatever. I'm not even going to need five minutes. It's going to be so bad. Okay. I do. I know I should have looked at this. I know I should have looked at this. This is a true testament, because I have not looked at a map. Okay. Oh, we didn't even say, did we say what we're doing yet? Yeah, I said okay. it's a, okay. it's a blank, a blank map, map of South, South America. America. She has to fill in which country is which. To be fair, I never took Spanish, so I definitely didn't do that. So literally the only experience I have with this is looking at maps across my life. Uh, oh my God, it's going to be so bad. Okay. <laughs> oh God, I should know where so many of you are. Yes, you should. Yeah, dude, it's going to be so bad. It's going to be so bad. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't need five minutes, dude. I'm going to need Okay, I'm just going to start now. All right. Okay, so I'm going to talk about a cat. The jaguar is probably one of my favorite big cats, and it's actually the third biggest cat, but it's funny. When I go to the zoo, I have some people that think that jaguars are smaller than leopards. Also, because... I'm distracted while I'm trying to do it. Sorry. <laughs> but, like, we talked about jaguar. They're my favorite animal. Yeah. They're one of my favorites. One of, or my, my pick. Anyway, yeah. continue. And it's funny because their, theirs is pretty small, so a lot of people there are like, oh, leopards are bigger than jaguars. But it's, no, this is just an exception. <laughs> And fun fact, the jaguar is actually the only big cat in America when you're talking about biologically and by phylogenetics and systematics, you know, all that nerdy stuff that I'm into. Because mm -hmm. cougars are not a uh, big cat. They are actually a small cat because they're more closely related to your house cat than, say, a lion or a tiger. <laughs> I can't read it from here, but it's set up for You are... You are a cheat. <laughs> I can't read it. That's okay. It doesn't help. The globe's not helping her, so that's sorry. good. Um, but fun fact, there actually was another big cat in America, uh, North America specifically. It was the American lion. It, <laughs> <laughs> it was called a lion just because people like lions, really, because all the studies I have looked at actually point at being more closely related to jaguars and leopards. So they're actually probably not like that monochromatic tan basic color that lions have but actually probably more spotted like maybe a jaguar or leopard was and i kind of wish we still had the jaguars in north america but currently there's only three males that are somewhere in arizona and that's a big topic of discussion because they're trying to establish secured habitat for them and there's farmers and other people that don't kind of want that because they want to develop there and stuff <laughs> i used to know what you are Oh my goodness. I don't trust any of these. I trust three, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Not kidding. There's three that I feel yep. confident on. That's it. Um, still anymore? You still working? I'm just going to try to put countries. It's kind of like with Africa where we just threw countries in. <laughs> it's funny, though, because like, I feel like we always focus so much more on big cats and conservation, especially when you look at Africa. We have the cheetahs, we have the lions, the leopards, but we also have a bunch of endangered dogs over there, like the Ethiopian wolf, which we talked about previously, but I don't remember how long ago that was, which is also really cool, but they also have jackals, and it's like, I would guarantee if you guys general population, they would be able to name twice as many of the cats from Africa than they would of the dogs, which is very sad because some of my favorite dogs are in Africa, like the African painted dog, which one is very pretty and two, they're second, they're actually the most successful predator in Africa and they can have one of few predators in the world that can have success rates of over 50%, which is actually pretty staggering and good thing you're not in Impala or else you would be dinner for an African dog, which would not be fun because they will actually disembowel before they kill you and you're entrails would be spilling out all over the place it's as you die. Lovely. It's lovely. Also, I am I am like partially listening to you with all this, so it's not helping me like focus. On, I don't think this is going to get any better though, so right. um, we're just going to go with that. Um, oh, really? You're done? I'm confident that some of these countries exist. They're definitely not in the right place. Alright, let's see how terrible this is. How okay. much more time did I have? I could have just... I met at 40 seconds. Oh, well. It's not going to get much better, so whatever. <laughs> we're going to go with it. I'm going to think of other countries after, but it's Doing fine. No. Why? Anyway, I don't know what he was talking about because I wasn't listening all the way. Um, but jaguars are awesome. And I was trying to explain to my friend that Black Panthers don't exist. Oh, yeah. It's one of the things that irks me so much. Yeah. I was like, it's a leopard or a jaguar. It ain't a panther. <laughs> Maybe they just called it that because Pantheris or whatever is the name. But anyway, I don't know. 
If only I could see names. That globe was set up perfectly. <laughs> Got four. Great. One more than I thought I was going to do. Yeah. Who would I get right? Brazil. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. I got um, Chile. <laughs> you got Argentina. Yeah. You got Chile. Yeah. French Guiana, which I was surprised by. I knew it was in that general direction. Okay. I was like, it's one of these over here. Yeah. It's just like a guess. Okay. But the next God, one. where's Peru? I'm so mad. That's Peru. Oh, I was just one up from yeah. it. Dang but it. This one is Suriname. Oh, okay. Next to it is Guyana. Okay, so Suriname was one off. Where did I put Suriname? You didn't put down Suriname. I totally did. did oh, I wait, not? no, you put it way yeah, up I here. Yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> um, that's way Guyana. Up here. It's two countries over. Anyway. <laughs> that's Venezuela. Oh my god, Venezuela. See, I knew. Wow. That's it. I didn't know where it was, let's yeah. be real. But I knew it existed. <laughs> <laughs> that's Colombia. Dang it. Ecuador. Oh, I was close to Ecuador. Pen. That's Bolivia. Paraguay. Uruguay. Then you got Argentina, Chile, and Brazil. Where did I put Paraguay? You put Paraguay somewhere not up there. Up here, you oh, put it for wow. Guyana. Oh, cool. Okay, <laughs> super off, guys. But to be fair, that is very legit. That is me not looking at a. I mean, I can, but I can't read it. So, like, you know, that mm. is like I've not looked at this stuff at all. That is just yep. knowledge of wandering around in this world, bumping into things. <laughs> Literally the only one. I can't ones... believe I didn't even notice the stupid I just, globe. I was, it was so funny because I was like, oh, it's probably not going to be. I was like, oh, it's on South America. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Where was Ecuador again? How far off was I? Ecuador, you were, you put it, you put it here. It was there. Oh, dang. I, was, I figured it was one of those yeah. two. I was so mad I couldn't remember where Peru was. <laughs> I was like, you're over in this general area, but I don't know which one you are. I can't believe I forgot about Colombia. Yep. Completely forgot about Colombia. Mm -hmm. And Venezuela. Wow. Yeah, I really thought I was only going to get Brazil, Argentina, and Chile, and I thought those were going to be the only ones I was going to get because they're the only ones I feel confident yeah. on. Yeah. Anyway. you got one more than that. So. Yay! Out of how what? many countries? Out of, like, what, 12, 16? Mm -hmm. How many yeah. are there? Fascinating math. 12. 12. I got 33%. <laughs> Correct. Want to know a little bit of trivia? Yeah. Okay. So you obviously know Brazil yeah. is one of the countries that doesn't name speak Spanish as its official language. Correct. Do you know the other three? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I do not. Um, I don't know. I know Guatemala does. Um, Which is not South America. <laughs> either way, I know there's so many Central Americas and I associate them with South America, which I just need to learn them as North America. Um, uh, they do. I'm just going to, I don't know. I'm just going to say Suriname. French Guiana, and nope, they all speak Spanish. Um, and Paraguay. I don't know. I'm just throwing names. You out got there. two of those correct. Okay, great. Paraguay does speak Spanish. All right, I figured it. Suriname and you said French Guiana. They don't speak Spanish. The other one is Guyana. Oh, okay, okay. Want to take a guess as what they those three countries speak? Um, I'm gonna say that French Guiana might speak French. Don't know. You'd be correct. Okay, great. Uh, no, I have no idea what they speak. If it's, I'm going to say Portuguese because that's what Brazil speaks. That is not correct. Okay. So for Guyana, it's English. Huh. That's fun. And Suriname, it's Dutch. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's yeah. fun. That, that's the trivia. Yeah. Oh, okay. You and could have been saying that while I was talking. Yeah, but you would have been focusing on that. <laughs> 
That's oh, true. are you talking about when I was doing the calculating? No, I was just saying you could have been saying yeah. that while I was trying to put countries in. Yeah. When I did this, I like gave you hints. Remember, I was like, this is next to this country. I don't believe and I was like, hints. this is also a country. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. So what's the most widely spoken language in South America? Well, I would, I mean, you would think Spanish, but I'm, I would think that Portuguese is just going to be the most populated in Brazil. Yeah. So it's yeah. Portuguese. Just by sheer population. <laughs> Brazil is the big one. Anyway. Yes. All right. Well, that was rough, as I assumed it would be. I got one more right than I thought I was going yeah. to. I don't remember how Africa went. It wasn't terrible. <laughs> it was fairly good. I think yeah. it was better than South America went for yeah. me. For sure. But to be fair, you also look up all these animals and see this stuff all the time. And I never took Spanish, so I didn't have to memorize my countries there. And I haven't even looked at a South American map in forever. <laughs> the only times... I look is when I want to go on like vacations, which is why I should know where Peru was because I used to know where that was. Anyway, all right. Well, that brings us to the end of episode eighty-six. Uh, as always, we're your hosts, Allie and Casey, and we will catch you on the next episode of the Animal Addicts Podcast. Mm-hmm.